This is a disturbingly disrespectful and dirty D&D podcast for adults. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to a D&D channel where we will be live playing Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons is a tabletop RPG role-playing game where two grown nerds will be playing characters in a story directed by me, the Dungeon Master. We will be following the story of a young fairy ranger trying to save her village from an illness that's killing off all the men in her village. This fairy goes by the name of Poppy, and she's sitting across the table from me. Hello, I'm Mel, and I'll be playing the character Poppy. She's indeed a level two now. We're Uh, level two. Yep, you're level two. We're a level two ranger, a fairy, and from the small, tiny town of Bellhaven, her and Sheldon will be just wandering. Where we last left off, Poppy and Sheldon started down the trail of fears on a giant warthog named Pig Pig that mauled a cheer squad member right in front of Poppy's eyes. Sheldon didn't see it because he was sleeping. The three fought a giant tiger and won. Surprisingly, I, the DM, thought they were going to die. They also saw Goblin King Liston himself riding in the same direction as them on a rat. He's fucking nuts. They then stopped at a campground where both Poppy and Sheldon were seduced to kiss by a mysterious magical force called the Wood Elves, Inc. The two are currently on Pig Pig, heading towards Lakeshore as Sheldon was about to tell Poppy about a weird dream while seduced by the magic. I'm so fucking cute, bitch. I'm so fucking cute. Attitude abusive. You guys are on the back of Pig Pig riding in the morning, Poppy and Sheldon are. Around you are thick bushes, thick trees that are slowly, continuously getting thicker to the sides and above. The canopy is uh, getting pretty prominent. You're having a hard time seeing sky at times. And Sheldon looks over at you and says, uh, So, Poppy, by dream last night, it was really weird. Uh... Sheldon, let me stop you right there. If it's gonna be one of those, if it's gonna be one of those gross dreams that are uncomfortable to share, and maybe you should just keep it to yourself. No, no, I, it, there's none of that dream stuff going on. It's that usually happens when I'm alone in my room. You know, when I'm sleeping next to a fair maiden, I know how to keep my shit together. Have you ever slept next to a fair maiden? I slept next to my Bob. Do you not think my mom is a fair maiden poppy? All right, Sheldon, tell me this story. That's what I thought. So, in my dream, we were both walking into this lake that was surrounded by a bunch of people who were, like, watching us. It's really weird. Like, we couldn't see the people, but they were there. How did you know they were there? It's like one of those dream things. I, I think I noticed them, and they just kind of came to me, and I... Eventually, they became more prominent. They were really creepy. They wanted us to kiss against our will. And if I remember properly, we actually did kiss. And I didn't like it because I support women's choices. You know, I don't I don't kiss a girl unless she wants me to kiss her. So that really, that really jived my gears. So they then reassured us that we weren't in danger. And then somehow made us kiss. That's what this old wizard guy with, like, white hair, dressed all formally, said, Hey, kid, you're gonna be a star. The next thing I do, we were in a city with metal trees and monsters everywhere. The wizard was buying us a tavern room and said, What the hell is Mark doing here? He then waved his wand and said, Magic, 
and then we woke up and that's all I remember it was it, it seems like it wasn't a dream it seems like it really happened but I mean we're right here so I can't imagine it wasn't it had to be a dream I mean do you have any proof that it wasn't a dream I I would have remembered this if this happened uh well I mean I don't look at me I don't see anything so if you want to if Sheldon tells you this make a DC wisdom check okay pull your wisdom modifier and see if anything jogs your memory um it will most likely not i got a seven you remember your grandma coming to you in your dream and she in full seriousness told you if you need something solved just uh never trust a crocodile you'll always want to hire an investigator never trust a crocodile never trust a crocodile all right sheldon that's a weird dream you got and um you know what? I'm glad even in your dream, you learned to respect women and you were denying your beastly urges to reach out and take what is not yours. Poppy, I was born a female supporting man and I will die female supporting man. Well, I won't say you were born a... He puts his fingers on your lips and he says, never question my love. I will smack the finger out of it. <laughs> Sheldon! This okay. isn't respecting women. Do you not see me as a woman? I'll try my best, okay? I'm trying to be the man you want me to be. Fortune favors the brave. And I'm being brave and trying to be something I'm trying to be. I don't know, Poppy. There's a lot to expect from a, a young ranger boy with a, <laughs> with, a, with a massive amount of testosterone pumping through his thick muscles. Okay, Sheldon. Um, th- Thanks for trying. I appreciate it. Even with... Every little ounce of effort you seem to put in. <laughs> so you guys continue down the trail. You have small conversations back and forth. Pig Pig continues down this thick canopy trail. And the canopy covering the trail you're on quickly gets so thick that light starts to struggle to get through the top. The road starts to get bumpy with sticks and logs in the way. But the smell is intoxicating. It's the smell of a cold forest with humid airflow blowing through the path. Smells of pine, mushroom, and grass fill your nose as you fly through the landscape on the back of Pig Pig, who's running with foam dripping from her mouth like a fucking faucet. Her running slowly starts to slow. She starts slightly whining. She then comes to a sudden halt. Her tail tucks between her legs as she gives off little grunts. Pig Pig, what's the matter, girl? Pig Pig, what's wrong? And she just kind of huddles down and and to your fullest extent stops to go forward. The trail you're on to your left and right is so intensely thick of vegetation that you think looking at it, you'd have a hard time putting your hand inside of it. Above your head is thick tree canopies that continue to block most of the light. But in the trail ahead, this vegetation tunnel that you're in comes to a halt. At the end of the said tunnel is a layer of pure darkness where the canopy has completely halted all light from getting through. Then a deathly scream pierces through the silence from inside the blackness. Are you going to make the scream? I was going to try <laughs> Sheldon, what the fuck was that? What the fuck is that location? It rides pig pigs are scared of it. I don't trust anything that pig pigs afraid of. Look, I mean, pig pigs a fucking beast. And she's scared to go in this place? It's, it's a dark wall in the middle of the forest. What the fuck is going on? It's making her shake in her booties. 
Pig Pig, it's okay, girl. And he starts to rub Pig Pig in the belly. And, and Pig Pig, he gets off Pig Pig and starts trying to calm her down. She's not even giving a fuck about Sheldon, though. And Can I roll for a animal handling mm-hmm. to calm Pig Pig down? You certainly may try. Ah, oh, fuckers. Eight. What do you do? While I get down from the perch of the driver's seat and walk down to Pig Pig, I go, there, Pig Pig. Good, Pig Pig. Nice, rumpy little Pig Pig. Do you like touch her? I make my way over and then I give her a good little pat. Unlike the neck? Yep. Well, I'll move like from her thigh, couple pats, her belly, couple pats, front leg, couple pats. As you get to her belly, your life bracelet that you got from Common the Shaman gets caught on her nipple and you give it a quick little rip and you cut off her a little slice of her nipple and she goes oh shit sorry pig pig and she at this point is so used to you that she doesn't even halt she doesn't even like try to bite your neck off you're not a cheer squad member anymore you're poppy the rider oh pig pig but you fail horribly at calming her down and she's to your extent not going any further We can't leave Pig Pig behind, but we have to go forward. May I do a, maybe a perception? See if I can sense anything? Uh, well, this is a nature check, so if you want, add your nature. 21. Oh my god. You know that this is a glade. This isn't just a glade. This is the infamous Glade of Shade. The Glade of Shade is basically a dark pit where larger animals like Pig Pig are hunted down by other creatures, but fairies have always tended to be able to sneak by untouched. Uh, in this trail, there are nightmares, werewolves, owl bears, and night hags. Creatures here are attracted to light because that tends to be what their prey has when they go through. And you know this is an extremely dangerous area. Specifically for large animals like Pig Pig. Yes. In fact, this is where many pigs have gone in and never come out. Sheldon, they call this the Glade of Shade. The Glade of Shade? Have you heard of it before? Let me have Sheldon roll an insight check. Sheldon roll an 18. The Glade of Shade. Yeah, now that you say it, uh, Darwin said a few times about uh, coming in here and, and fucking around. He, uh, he used to say all the time, he said he it's a dangerous place and did not go in at all costs. Well, I distinctly remember that um, big animals like Pig Pig are specifically in danger here. Oh, well. Sheldon, what do we do? I don't want to risk Pig Pig. Yeah, but at the same time, Pig Pig's pretty strong. You say that, but you're pretty strong too. And If we're being honest, <laughs> I'm kind of... <laughs> Uh, I mean, I do, I'm a confident, muscular man, but sometimes my muscle isn't quite the corded muscle that it needs. My muscle's more of a, you can look at it kind of muscle. Well, you sure got that right, but Pig Pig, she's... Whoa. She's... I worry about her. What if we come upon something that we can't defend from? Uh, well, Poppy, Pig Pig really seems to take a liking to you, so I feel like you know what's best for her. I'm going to let you take call on this one. You're a strong, independent woman. I think you should figure this one out. What do you think? I would like it if you um, maybe share the decisions and or blame um, that might prevent anything bad from happening. I'm unsure what to do here. Okay. 
pro. We have a strong ally on our side to fight the forces of evil. Con. Pig Pig dies. <sighs> pro. I don't know. It seems like we're one in one here. The pro would be that after the glade. We'd have a movable riding object. And we wouldn't get exhausted. And we'd have the sweet company of Pig Pig. It, yep. I, and all the supplies are at the wagon. Oh. And we, that's a lot of money that and Yeah, you're right. Sal has Roddy on it. And holy, and Joey's yeah. holy moly doey could only bakery. Okay, I just almost abandoned all of our village behind with us for the sake of our dearest Pig Pig, but I just want you to know that that's how much she means to me. She's a good girl. He slaps her on the rump. All right, Sheldon. Let's get on the cart. Okay. Maybe um, toss toss a mushroom at her, convince her to charge through, and we'll make it out safely on the other side. <laughs> Let's hope it goes as easy as that, Poppy. You're an optimist. I like that about you. Aw, thanks, Sheldon. You toss Pig Pig a mushroom, and she... And her eyes start to go red a little bit, and she gets the mushroom jiggles. Yip, yip, Papa. Papa. <laughs> yip, yip, Pig Pig. And Pig Pig runs forward hesitantly this time. She is not running fast, but she is going into the Glade of Shade. You guys are on the back of Pig Pig as she enters the Glade of Shade. As you enter the Glade, the smell is still wondrous with foliage but the lair of black shadow swallows you whole without a light to poke through anything. You see nothing. You can just barely feel the trail beneath your feet, but it could easily be lost. You are no longer in a forest. You are in a glade. And you went in with no light. What is a glade? For the landscape of the mind. A glade is an open space in a forest. So what this basically is, because you knew so much about it, this glade is a giant opening within the forest but only because giant trees have grown in this section creating a thick canopy that has completely stopped light from coming in so it's basically like a tree cave inside the middle of a forest that opens up inside this glade you're gonna have massive walls of tree here and there that act as pillars for the glade okay but for the most part it's open and kind of dead because it's all dark okay So you guys go in, and it is completely black. You see nothing. You're on the back of Pig Pig as she trots through a very loosey soil kind of feel. Can we see the edges of the glade? No. You see darkness. We can't see the pillars or anything. Nope. You went in with no light. Yep. So you don't see shit. And Sheldon is like, as you guys enter, it's just... the. The darkness just swallows you completely whole. It's like a, a layer that touches your skin. Does Pig Pig have dark vision? Pig Pig does not have dark vision. Nor do I. You guys go into this trail blind, and Pig Pig continues to trot forward very hesitantly with lots of whines. Sheldon, are we doing the right thing? Uh, well, I think maybe we should have cracked a torch. <laughs> I mean, I have one in my backpack. 
I think but... we should probably try to light it because we're kind of going in here completely dark. We could keep going without it. I know it could be dangerous for the creatures in here, but what if we just don't see a creature coming and we run straight into a nightmare? Well, would the nightmare care if we didn't have a light? Well, I think because we're a pig pig, it would. Alright. I will light a torch. Before you do that, pig pig is just still shivering with lots of wines. As the light glows up, as your torch flames up, it lights up your nearby surroundings of about 15 feet. You see an open area of unhealthy looking soil and dead trees. Large tree trunks the size of redwoods are intimately placed around you as you pass through, each one fighting for sunlight with the other high up in the sky. The trail continues forward, but vision is still extremely low. Suddenly, a loud roar echoes into the direction from nearby. What the fuck is that? Sheldon, what is it? Sheldon is stunned. He is freaking out. And Pig Pig starts pantsing, hopping in place, looking in different directions from the noise, and then another roar hits. Roll a DC 15 animal handling check. Oh, fuckers and a half. Eight. As the second roar hits, Pig Pig loses all calmness and just goes into flight mode and starts bolting off the trail into a random direction. And you guys are hauling dick on Pig Pig in this pitch black darkness. As Pig Pig runs through, tree trunks are just barely passing and she's barely missing them from the side as she's running past random debris in chaotic directions. And then another hits, except this time, ten times closer as if it's catching up on you. Sheldon, she's running straight for it! Uh, uh, big, big, stop it! Big, big, uh, I don't know what to do, Poppy! I don't know what to do! Uh, I'll um, yank back on the reins as hard as I can! Big, big, stops. And then pauses with a sniff. She turns a little to the right, and another roar pierces your ears. Except this time, it's closer than ever. And then Pig Pig books straight into a pathway, forward into a direction, fully away from the trail still. But as the next roar comes in, as she's running into a new direction, it seems a little bit farther away this time. And you can tell Pig Pig has gained some real distance from them. Okay. Okay. I, the sound has subsided. Um, Pig Pig, it's a very smart gal. She can do it. You can do it, Pig Pig. You can do it, Pig Pig. You can do it, Pig Pig. Wait, she's just running in darkness, though. This is fucking crazy. And you just hear... <laughs> as Pig Pig is panicking and... <laughs> and she has no calmness in her whatsoever. It's just a ball of anxiety mess running through darkness as dark pillars of trees fly by. And then, out of nowhere, you see a faint light coming toward you in the exact direction Pig Pig's running in. You see a large wall of mountain quickly coming up onto you that's dimly lit in the distance with moss covering this wall. And Pig Pig is running straight toward the wall as if she's going to run directly into it. Is there anything you do to try and stop Pig Pig from hitting this wall? <laughs> um, uh, pull on the reins back a little bit. Do I have the whistle nearby? Uh, you can try. So you're going to pull on the reins? Yep. I'm okay. going to pull on the reins. 
Whoa there, pig pig. Whoa. Roll a DC 18 animal handling check as Sheldon's like, there's a wall there. There's a wall there. Nine. You guys run directly into the wall. And you feel thick moss lighten up as both of you hit an opening to a cave. But the moss is so thick. Roll a DC roll a DC 10 dexterity saving throw or get knocked off. Sheldon's going to do it too. Sheldon passed. 16. Okay. So the moss is so thick that it almost knocks you off a pig pig. You guys break through the moss and find yourself inside of a small dimly lit cave. What is it lit from? I will tell you. (laughs) As you feel the moss covered wall run against your face, you go through the wall into a large open cave in the side of the mountain. Inside, you see around you are blue flames captured in jars lighting up the area. You see various vials and test tubes filled with liquids with sacks of ingredients on wooden shelves leaning against the cave walls. To the back of the room is a large rock wall with a door in the center. Papers lie spread out beneath the tables in chaotically organized ways. Pig Pig heads straight to a large open corner of the room and lies on her belly with her head facing the entrance with low lines. <laughs> so you guys ran into a cave. It's got test tubes, vials, liquids, a giant moss-covered entrance, and a door at the center back. Sheldon, I think someone lives here. Uh, well, it looks like someone does something here, that's for sure. Should we go find out? Maybe they have a way for us to get safely through the rest of the glade. I don't know. I mean, is, uh, is anything going to attack us through this boss? We were just being chased by, like, fucking creatures everywhere. Well... Um, do, I don't know. Do you want to pop your head to look and make sure? No. Maybe we should try to tie up some of the moss that's hanging off of us to the entrance? Uh, we could try that, but we're going to have to take some moss down for the entrance. Why would we take moss down from the entrance that's to the put it back? It's at. You're saying we didn't get a single piece of moss on us <laughs> as we barreled through at high speeds. <laughs> the moss was pretty thick. <laughs> We can pull some off, I think, without making an opening, I bet. All right, Sheldon, if you want to stick your head out the moss, you can go ahead. I'm going to figure out who lives here. I'm going to stick my head out the moss and make sure there's nothing crazy coming after us. Okay. Sheldon goes to stick his head out and uh, looks for what the fuck is coming after you guys. And he looks at you and says, Poppy, if I get taken away from here, avenge me. (laughs) And he sticks his head out and makes a perception check. Ooh. He rolled a 17. And that is enough for Sheldon to look out into the darkness. And he sees red eyes. About four of them. And Sheldon gets a good glimpse as his head's popping through. And he pops his head quickly back. And he goes, uh, Fuck. <laughs> Uh, okay, so, and he's backing away from the moss wall toward the center door and, like, trips over top of a, a vial laying on the ground and falls onto his ass, and he goes, uh, uh, Poppy? Yeah, Sheldon, I'll just be busy, like, looking through the papers on the desks they're and whatnot. gigantic werewolves that have been chasing us that whole time, and they're outside the fucking, the wall of boss, and they're staring directly at us. Well, I mean, are they coming towards us? 
th- though that's the weird part is they seemed pretty uh pretty stationary they stopped they were just staring well that seems pretty encouraging this doesn't seem like a werewolf then no it's it's but <laughs> werewolves are pretty fucking strong and that's kind of terrifying i uh, and he's just having like a well, panic attack do you know how to fight a werewolf uh no <laughs> neither do i so let's try and figure out if someone who whoever is in this cage uh maybe might know how to fend him off all right and yep you're in a cave now that's surrounded with vials and test tubes and liquids and all sorts of stuff Can I do, I don't know, insight check to see if maybe to like read the papers? So uh, the papers on the floor, as you dig through the papers on the floor, you see various equations and math ratios. You can see whoever made them got irritated the more they worked due to harder and harder chaotic like penmanship. But yeah, you roll a perception check and see if you can. 20. (laughs) Non-net. Based on the papers, you can see that there is various ingredients of Bellhaven's ecosystem and potions lying around. Someone who is making this has definitely been something to do with the mysterious illness that's killing everybody. There's potions involving blood. There's potions involving green moss. There's potions involving just various local wildlife ingredients that only would have been applied to Bellhaven. I would like to pull out of my backpack the vial of um, Skittles blood Mm -hmm. and to see if it matches the bottle of the blood vials all around. It is the same exact vial. Um, Sheldon? I'm not sure this is such a good idea anymore. Why? Come over here. Look at this. Yeah, the files. Files, yeah. Um, is it not eerily similar? Whoa. Well, is this the cultist or something? I'm not sure, but maybe the cultists were working for this person. I don't know. It's freaking me out. Maybe you should go wait by Pig Pig and maybe cover your mouth and your nose and not touch anything. <laughs> uh, well, you're scared of going to get sick? Of course I'm scared you're going to get sick. Yeah. Uh, maybe you're right. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. And he goes to sit down next to Pig Pig and he's like, there, there, Pig Pig, there, there. And Pig Pig is just a... A frothing, scared mess, freaking out about her imminent death in her own eyes. I will take out my short sword. Mm-hmm. First time I'm using my short short sword, and just prop it out in front of me. Okay. And do like a little tiptoe towards the door. Okay. So, so as you approach the door, it's just a large iron mechanical-looking door with a dark hole where the doorknob should be. Completely dark. A dark hole where, yep, no, no, nothing at all. I would like to put my ear up to the door to see if I can hear anything. Movement. Okay. Wind. Anything. Okay. Roll a perception check. Eleven. You don't hear a shit. 
Sheldon? Yeah? If my arm gets cut off, please retrieve it. <laughs> and I'll stick my hand through the hole. Okay. My left hand through the hole. And feel around for some sort of release. As you put your hand into the hole, you feel a small piercing prick into your hand. And it stings momentarily and then goes away. And then a small poof of particles bursts into the air from the hole. Oh, fuck. Roll the DC 15 dex saving throw to get out of the way of the particles. Oh, yes. 19. How do you avoid a giant poof of particles that blows into your face? It just blows in my face? It tries to. I will duck down. (laughs) Okay, so like cheetah-like reflexes this poof just blows past your face well of course because it's probably using some sort of aerosol method so on upon release of the pressure you hear it yep that's right that's what i hear and sheldon goes whoa whoa jesus christ poppy what are you doing over there sheldon don't come near you don't know what this is this could be the sickness maybe this is how it's spread i don't want you to die but you're putting your life in danger, then uh, what am I supposed to do? Just watch as you die in front of me? Well, well, yeah. <laughs> Not on my watch. <laughs> and he goes over to the hole to try to put his hand in. <laughs> I will grab his hand and shove it out. I will grapple him. <laughs> okay. Roll a DC grappling check with Sheldon. Ooh, what is it? Strength? Yeah. 13? 18. So Sheldon's hand goes into the hole and a pin comes down into his hand. I will quickly quickly put my hands on top of his head to shove his head down if something were to spray. And a lever releases. And the door slightly comes open. (laughs) Sheldon's like, Oh. oh wow, that actually worked. Hey, Sheldon. Yeah? What'd you say Darwin did? <laughs> Out here in the glade uh, of shade. He said he conducted experiments. Don't you think this kind of looks like a lab? Yeah, no, this, where, this definitely looks like a lab. Where they conduct experiments. He, he, sorry, I just I had to calm myself down. I was kind of expected that to, to, to to die there for putting my hand in there oh oh, don't worry Sheldon I was gonna save you yeah I don't know about that oh I I was totally confident if you wouldn't duck down I would have shoved my face in front of the aerosol so I breathed it all in instead of you (laughs) that's very uh that's that's very noble of you Poppy well don't worry I mean wait so what the fuck Darwin (laughs) Darwin is out here with the same the same vials of blood that the Bef- cultists have? Before we start with our irrational thoughts, um, why don't you go check those papers over there and see if they match your cousin's handwriting? He goes over to the papers, and I'm going to say he has to roll to see if he can remember. Uh, that's a weird one, so I'm going to say he has to beat a 14 insight check. Or how about wisdom? Okay. Ooh, nat 20. <laughs> As Sheldon looks at the papers, he goes through them and he goes, yep, 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 that's that's definitely Darwin's handwriting. But there's, it's a mixed up of notes. 
there's somebody else is here too. And I, I, I'm not sure who the other person is, but there's definitely two people working here. Well, Sheldon, um, Darwin's in Lakeshore, right? Uh, yes, yep, he's, he is in Lakeshore, yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't lie to his family about that, right? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, well, maybe we should just trust the um, smart and trustworthy and handsome man that we all have come to love, I mean, um, appreciate in our lives, and... It... Darwin can't be messing around with evil stuff. Right! I mean, he's really good with making potions. Yeah. He's really good with chemistry. Totally. So... But that doesn't mean it's a bad person. I mean, look at the doctor in town. He's crazy, but he's not bad, right? I don't think so. I mean, he gave us that cool list of stuff to bring back to him. That was pretty cool. I would say, though, that a list of suspicious people, I don't know anybody else who's... I mean, I don't know. I, he's Darwin. got a vial of, of the same vial of blood here. Well... I've just We haven't seen any clues or leads at all this whole time. I, I don't want to believe it about my own cousin. Dar- Darwin's not a bad person. Maybe he was trying to find a cure. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe he stumbled upon one of the vials just like we did, and he used it to collect samples, and um, he's a good person. He's a good person, and he's a good person. He's a good person. He's a good person. He's a good person. I'll open up the back door. As the door opens, you reveals a rocky room with raw picked at silver ores on the wall. The room has a smelting station with small chunks of silver stacked on a table with pickaxes in the corner. A boiling pot rests on an unlit fire, and on a table in the center of the room lies various notebooks with Darwin's name sketched on the front face of them. The back of the room has the beginning of a mining cart track that leads into a crumbled down wall. That obviously shows that it's an unfinished mine shaft. You also see stacks of medium old wooden crates piled in a corner. I'll walk up right to the journals with Darwin's name on them. And pick one up. Well, this doesn't confirm nor did den- d- deny anything. Um, I'll flip through the first couple pages. What? What is it? As you flip through the pages you see a few highlights of stuff that speak out to you as Sheldon looks over with you. As you read through Darwin's notes, it says, Day one. In case I don't make it out of this alive, my name is Darwin Stampler. I'm documenting the process of this disease wreaking havoc on Bellhaven. I'm tied down to my town right now, trying to convince my people to stay and not spread the disease. It may be tough, but we may need to research this before running. We could very likely spread this to other cities. If symptoms are hibernating, I may be a young fairy boy, but my research with Dr. Hawkins has proved fruitful in discoveries whilst growing up. We were making breakthroughs on many forms of alchemy, including the study of immune boosters, before the sickness got out of control. That was day one. You flip through to day 100. Because <laughs> this is a big-ass notebook. Okay. This sickness is proven to be unruly to control. I'm so sick of this torture we must endure. I'm making my way to Lakeshore to see if I can find any new variables to control the spread. 
There's only a matter of time until they're hit with the sickness as well. Our poor villagers are running for safety will be the death of Lakeshore. I just need to find a way to get there before it ravages the locals. Day 101. I'm having trouble getting to Lakeshore. I must travel through the Glade of Shave to arrive in time, but I can't find transport. I have my beloved pig pig, but I found her in this abandoned mineshaft, and the glade itself is a piglet. Since then, I vowed to never make her return. The poor thing was traumatized after her parents were mauled by werewolves, so even with the world at stake, I refuse to push that beautiful creature into such a hell again. Update. Thank God for pretty girls. Veronica Tang allowed me to take her wagon to Lakeshore with two muscular stallions to boot. It looks like I'll be arriving there in time after all. And last one, day 102, I've had to retreat to my carriage to the old mineshaft. It's an abandoned mineshaft that was decommissioned after a werewolf population kept hunting the miners. Too bad for them they didn't use the proper foliage to hide the scent. Frog moss and cat pee. When mixed together, the wolves are blind to smell. Update, I'm leaving a copy here in my bunker in case I don't make it past the wolves. They've seemed to follow my trail up to the moss and camped out waiting for movement. If I don't make it back, I'm sorry, Dos Lunos. Below are a list of failed alchemist solutions to help aid the process of discovering your cure before it continues to spread. XOXO, Darwin Stampler. Silver lining. Darwin is not evil. Bad, dark, black lining. We might die. Oh, yeah. I was going to say we might have re-traumatized Big Big. <laughs> We're going to have to give her a lot of mushrooms after this. You're right. We're going to treat Pig Pig like the queen that she is. If she makes it out of here alive, that is. You shut your dang mouth, Sheldon. So, to cap this all off, you guys are in an abandoned mineshaft. Mm-hmm. You have a way to cover and mask a scent, for the most part, from the werewolves. As long as we get cat pee. Good luck finding that. <laughs> so, you don't know anything about werewolves, do you? I mean, besides actual modern-day folklore. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that applies in this world, but Poppy... The, Probably the bear just full moon, wolf comes out. People turn into wolves. There you go. So, you guys are in an abandoned mine shaft. Around you, just to remind you what you're looking at. But it's silver ores and would smelting Poppy stations. Know that you can roll an insight check. Okay. Because this is a D and D fantasy world. Where werewolves and, are a thing. And you knew a lot about the Glade of Shade. Yeah, fuckers. I'll let Sheldon roll too. An insight? I got a nine. Ooh, Sheldon rolled an 11. Okay. I, I, I would say because you know base folklore, you could say it unconfidently. Hey, Sheldon. Yeah? Okay. We're in an, an abandoned um, silver ore mine. Yeah. What are the chances that silver would stop werewolves? Like, do you remember those stories no. that we were talked about in the village? Like, was it wooden stakes or silver? They taught us stuff like this in school, but I was too busy staring at, like, Veronica and stuff to pay attention. Veronica Tang. 
You missed out on your childhood education to stare at Veronica Tang. Poppy. You know, for a second there. Have you ever looked into Veronica's eyes? For a second there. I was starting to trust your judgment. What? That's all out the window now. Did you not see that she helped my cousin Darwood, who's a good guy, get to Lakeshore? Yeah, that was very kind of her. We're we're only basking in Darwin's footsteps at this point. We've had no help from anybody. Tell me you wouldn't have killed to have Veronica's help. I don't know about killed. I would have maybe have killed her. She's done. She's done nothing to me. Okay. Is that what you about to say? Sheldon, do you not understand? She the fart in you a class. I know. The trauma just... that she's put me through for my entire life. She TP'd my house. Yeah, listen, I she, know she was bad to you. She made the children gang up in me in school to where I had a very limited amount of friends. I'm just saying, sure, person to person, she wasn't a good person but overall I just, she made a good decision to sacrifice some of her stuff to help sheldon to help darwin you know i'm willing to bet they were for very selfish reasons maybe you're right but i, I just i'm keeping it open by now because people can change and i never hold someone to a standard just because of their past i change every day <laughs> That's very big of you, Sheldon, but I can't say that I'm not disappointed. Anyways, what Silver? have you learned in class about werewolves? Or wood? I don't think we have much of a choice. <laughs> I don't think we do either. It seems like we're sur- surrounded by a silver mind. Okay. <sighs> I think just in case... We might want to try coating our stuff in silver. That's what I was thinking. Just to try to do damage. In worst case scenario, we fuck it up and our swords and arrows are just a little less likely. But at this point, we're basically backed up into a corner. Well, I can sacrifice 10 arrows to dip in silver. And I will sacrifice my beautiful log sword here. It's (gasps) dip. It's vascular shaft into the silver as you look around at the mine shaft around you and the smelting station you see a furnace with a place for fuel underneath it's then capable of dripping melted ore into a large pot and as non-blacksmiths that's all you can make out from it (laughs) okay sheldon so i think the silver goes here and i'll put it in the spot that looks like it might drip down into something Uh uh-huh you do put it in there okay it seems like we need some sort of fuel source maybe um coal oil wood uh yeah it's just got to be enough to keep it burning for a while okay so um grandma lily used to make charcoal out of our burnt out wood and that would last for hours upon hours as opposed to the very minute hours of wood so maybe we could hunt around for some some, for some charcoal (laughs) yeah yeah we could try looking around for some charcoal i guess i will search the area for any kind of fuel source (laughs) you don't find any charcoal (laughs) what about coal or wood uh, I'll say you can find little pieces of wood. 
That doesn't sound too convincing. You find small chunks of a broken table. You find broken uh, weapons hmm. here and there. The shafts. Are there several journals? You could find a handful of journals, yeah. I would like to quickly glance through them to see if any of them mention anything about blacksmithing. Mm. Roll a d20. All right. And what would be a good one for here? Maybe perception because you're trying to find something through a journal. Nine. I'll have Sheldon roll as well. Sheldon rolled a 14. I'll say that's enough for Sheldon to see something in his notes that says, use the blue flame to light the furnace. And that's all he saw. Use the blue flame to light the furnace. I will look for anything in the room that is blue. So in the room, you see jars lighting up the room with a small blue flame, burning with some sort of mysterious odd slime at the bottom. It's dark purple and slowly moves into the flame. The slime does? Mm Mm-hmm. So it's basically a jar of dark purple slime that moves around at the bottom of the jar and kind of it, it turns into a flame that then gives off a blue light. Okay, I think we're on to something. This is blue, right? Yep, that's blue. It's a blue flame, that's right? Blue, yep, that's blue flame. Okay, let's put that underneath. Let's let's light the fire. Okay. Okay. Uh, roll a DC 13 arcane check, Arcana. Oh, I'm rolling horribly today. That's a four. Sheldon rolled a 17. Ugh, he's rolling perfect today. So Sheldon looks at it and goes, Whoa, that's the... That's the, the flavored liquid combo. It's a magical formula created by Albert Hawkins. I do that stuff. He calls it the peer pressure cooker candle. It's a flavor that once you insult it, it will magically fit to whatever you need to desire the flavor. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. It does. So you have to insult the flavor. Yeah. So Hawkins was baking this in his lab and Darwin came back talking about it one time. He said it's the peer pressure cooker Hold on, let me think about it. The peer pressure cooker candle. And it's a flame that once you insult it, it will fit whatever size flame you need for a little bit. It's, I don't know, he's he's a fucking crazy baker. I'll give him that. So we have to insult the candle? You insult the candle and the flame grows. Yeah, I don't okay. know, weird. Well, why don't we transport the candle before insulting it? Okay. Okay. I'll I'll put the flame underneath the thingy. You you grab the flame and you put it underneath the cooker. You're a very blue candle. Nothing happens. You're so blue. Your mother disowned you. Roll a DC 18 intimidation check with disadvantage. Well, that would be a... Three. <laughs> Nothing happens. And Sheldon's like, oh, you're so blue that you make me sad. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, You're so blue, you make me blue. Nothing happens. It appears that this candle needs to be brutally insulted. Well, you're just... A sack of shit. I I don't care about you, even if you were 
the last thing on this earth and I had to eat you to keep living. Do a DC 18 intimidation check with no disadvantage. Oh. Oh, 18. The flame bursts alive as it starts to melt through the glass and starts burning the ore that's inside. The room gets a little bit darker in the section that you removed the candle from. So now there's a little dark spot in the room, but the flame blows up underneath and that silver ore starts to melt down quickly. What does it melt down into? Like a holder? Yeah, so it's it's it just melts down into a liquid that can then be poured into a, a little pot for casting. Okay. And so it melts down. You know, I'm and assuming you you guys dump it into the into the casting pot, and so now yeah. you have a burning, a, a, a molting pot of liquid silver. Okay. Sheldon's like, yeah, you, you, you piece of shit, Flame. We wouldn't fuck with you if you were the last virgin on Earth. And the flame doesn't really care about that. It really re- responded to you. Meanwhile, Poppy's crying because <laughs> she's never so horribly insulted something in her life. You and she stupid flame, you made Poppy cry. And the flame grows a little bit bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little part of her soul dies. Yeah. Okay, so you now have a pot of silver that you guys can think, uh, dump your weapons into. Okay. I'm still going to have you do a DC check to see how well you do it. Okay. Uh, let me, before you roll... So I have a mechanic set up here that will dictate how well the benefits come from you dipping stuff into swords. Okay. Uh, dipping your swords and arrows into the silver. If you do it bad, you're going to have negative effects. If you have a high roll, you might have a positive effect. So rolling is going to be pretty important here. So you tell me how you attempt to coat your arrows in this silver. I will take one arrow at a time. Mm-hmm. I've never coated anything in my life, nor has Poppy. Mm-hmm. So I feel like dipping it, dunking it is like bad. So I'm just going to like maybe like it's a spatula flipping a patty, kind of just like like laying it in and then rotating. Okay. So as you lay it in and rotate it. You see the silver start to cling to the arrowhead. Roll your dice for a uh, well, what would be a smelting check? Uh, um, have a sleight of hand. Okay. So okay. roll a sleight of hand, and I'll let you know what happens. What did you say? Um, eighteen. You got eighteen. Yeah, eighteen. Jeez. Okay. Well, with an eighteen, as you dip the arrowhead into the flame, almost like a spatula, to your own knowledge, couldn't have done it better. And as the silver grips to each side of the arrowhead, you see magical writing with a signature etch itself into the arrowhead that you have no idea what it says. It's in a foreign language that you are unaware of. And you get a plus two to damage. I will pull the arrowhead out. Is there a pot of cold water nearby? Oh, there is. I will dunk the arrow in the cold water. I think that's what you do. And you solidify the silver. And I'll say you can do this to your 10 arrows if you want to finish it up. Okay, I'll do it to all 10 arrows. Sheldon? You know, I doubted myself, but I actually wasn't too bad at this. I think you can do just as good. You know what? That did look pretty easy. And he just takes his sword and stabs (laughs) it into the silver as hard as he can. 
Sheldon got a total of three. So with Sheldon dunking his sword into the, the silver, he dips his sword into the boiling pot and notices it's too hot for his own sword. As his sword starts to lightly break apart, he quickly pulls it out to see now half ruined, but still a usable silver sword with negative one damage and attack to his new clown sword. Uh, he's like, oh, oh fuck. And he, as the silver starts to break apart his sword, he's like, oh, oh, oh. And he pulls it out. He's like, oh. And he looks at his, his fuck, what was it? He looks at his long sword and he's like, damn it. I thought this was going to go a lot better, man. My sword's all fucked up now. The, the hilt is a little bit scabbed up and the, the blade has got chunks missing from it. And fuck. Is there any silver left? I'd say there's a little bit of silver left, yeah. But you're running low. I would like to coat the edge of my short sword. Mm, roll again. Okay. Just the edge. Okay. 18. <laughs> That's because of dexterity, isn't it? Jesus. Yep. Okay, so you're just nimble as fuck. So as you dip your sword into the pot... The silver starts to magically grip to your blade. It climbs up your hilt and starts to burn your hand until you're forced to drop the entire blade into the silver. As it disappears beneath the small pool, it softly rises back to the top of the silver surface, redesigned by what seems like the gods itself, <laughs> with intricate designs on the hilt, etched with a signature and writing you can't understand again, just like your arrowheads. Some kind of magical force has almost helped you in creating a silver-made weapon. I would like to pick up my cool sword and drop it in a bucket of water. (laughs) (laughs) And then as you do that, the silver in the boiling pot hardens, and there's like a little tiny pool left, and you have the gnarliest-looking sword you've ever had, and Sheldon looks at it and is like, (laughs) what the fuck just happened? (laughs) What the fuck is going on? And also, you get a plus two to damage on that sword. That's that. I didn't know you were magical. Um, I wouldn't say I'm quite magical, but I don't know. It just it felt right. You dropped the sword into the silver. Uh, the sword wanted to be dropped into the silver. I don't know what to tell you, Sheldon. So are you saying that you have a some kind of relationship with your sword that I don't have with mine? And he looks at his sword and it's like crumbling apart. He's like staring at it with big eyes. (laughs) What did I do wrong to you, sword? Well, you see, Sheldon, just like like people, inanimate objects also have to be loved and cared for. You don't love and care for your, your weapons? I washed it off like a year ago because I was cutting wood with it. You're telling me after we fought in the rat hole against Liston... You didn't wash your sword off? Why would I wash the sword off when I have the blood of my enemies? Clearly, other people that would look at the sword would think, Oh man, that guy's fucking tough. Why would I lose that intimidation on people? Um, Maybe you should take better care of your your items, Sheldon. As you're saying that, he drops the sword on the ground and it rolls in the dirt. And he's like, oh, fuck, and he grabs his sword. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll take it back it. And he sheathed his sword. Like, Whatever. Okay, can I um, maybe investigate the room for cat piss and frog moss? You may. Ten. As you go around the test tubes, you see various ingredients. Dirt with some fine powdered plants grinded up into the containers. 
you find berries grinded up into pastes that started going bad from setting out too long. And on the center of the wooden table are vials of blood. Some vials are bright red, some have green mold growing on the top layer of them, and a few vials lay broken against the wall. You do see a yellow one, but you don't know what's inside of it. You can roll a arcane check. Okay, I'll do an arcana check. 16. You found cat piss. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uncork it. You uncork it. And protein ammonia you smell fills your nostrils. And I'll put the vial underneath Sheldon's nose. Okay, and? Oh, what the fuck, Bobby? It smells like piss. Hey, Sheldon, do you think this is cat piss? Yeah, that's definitely cat piss. It smells like shit. Okay, and I'll recork it. Do you know what frog moss is? Yeah, I think it's a moss that grows on mountainsides. Oh, moss that grows on mountainsides. Yeah, just like a... This, like, hanging moss that's, like, really thick and green. That, like, covers people and sticks to them if they're not, like, super dexterous. I think so, yeah. Where where would we find that? As you say this, directly in front of the entrance of the cave. (laughs) Staring out through the moss hanging over the entrance. (laughs) Where would we find that? Roll a wisdom check to see if you know that this is the moss. I'll say B to 15. Oh, with just a flat wisdom? Uh, or a nature check, actually, probably would make more sense. 11. <laughs> you have no idea that the moss in front of your face is frog moss. To Sheldon. I'll have him roll. Ooh, Sheldon rolled a 19. So as you say, where would we find it? Sheldon goes, hold on, Poppy. Here'd be out of this wood. Yeah. Do you think this cave boss would work just as a, a stand-in for the frog boss? Well, I mean, it specifically said frog moss. Yeah, but, I mean, when push comes to shove, with you, I mean, some boss is better than no boss at all. Yeah. It's, but, like, yeah, uh, what is frog moss? I don't know. I, again, this is probably one of those classes that I needed to hear when Veronica was in there with me. Fucking Veronica. Let's try this goddamn moss. In the name of Veronica. Fuck you, Veronica. I'm gonna pretend this moss is Veronica. And I'll grab a giant heap full. Okay, you grab a giant heap full from the, the cave entrance and opening it up a tiny bit, but not enough. Yeah. And then pour the cat piss all over it. You pour the cat piss and a puff of steam kind of goes as a chemical reaction mixes with the frog moss and releases a foul odor that's almost new to your nostrils. And the frog moss turns a light brown. Oh, that's so disgusting. Ew. Ew. I'll give half of it to Sheldon. All right, Sheldon, let's surround Pig Pig. I'm giving mine to Pig Pig. Oh, I meant like surround Pig Pig with the moss. Oh, okay, good. I didn't want to wear any. I wanted to just put it on Pig Pig. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'll fight, I'll fight some werewolves, but Pig Pig, no. Good, good. I agree with you. And he starts laying the pig, the the frog moss on Pig Pig, and Pig Pig is like, <laughs> and Froth is just pulling up, pulling Aww. up the lower chin, and she's like freaking out and shaking. I'll give her some good scratches on her nose. She doesn't even notice you're scratching her. That's so sad. She's just terrified. This whole time you guys have been fucking around in the cave, she's been hiding and curdling in the corner crying. 
Okay, Sheldon. Are we about to fight some werewolves? I think we're about to fight some werewolves. Holy fuck. Okay. 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 Wait one minute. I want to run into the back room and grab the peer pressure cooker candle. <laughs> okay. You grab one? Yep. Okay. I'll snuff it out the light if, if it's still burning. Oh, you're going to put it out? The one that we had. Okay. And I'll look for a jar lid. Okay. Put a jar lid over top. You do so? And stash it in my backpack. Okay. You now have the peer pressure cooker candle. Okay. Let's go. Are you ready to fight werewolves? No. But yes. Werewolves are pretty tough. I will light the lanterns on uh, the wagon. And I will pull Pig Pig by the reins. Mm. So you're on the wagon. No, I'm off the wagon. Okay. <laughs> off the wagon. Um, I will feed Pig Pig mushroom. Okay. You do so. And then I will pull Pig Pig by the reins out of the cave. As you and Sheldon enter through the moss, you see two pairs of blood-soaked eyes staring you down. They're blocking your path, and you hear... <laughs> as... Two werewolves, roughly nine feet tall, on their hind legs, are staring at you, Sheldon, and Pig Pig. Sheldon is trembling next to you, holding his beat up, <laughs> fucked up <laughs> sword. Uh, uh, Sheldon? Yeah, 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 yeah. Take yeah. my sword. What? Take my sword. Are you, are you sure? I'm positive. Take my sword. He just drops his sword on the ground and grabs yours. I will take I will out. Otter this sword like it was my very own. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will take out my bow and stand ready. All right. We will roll initiative. <sighs> oh, uh, you should have leveled up. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I, I forgot to tell you, you leveled up in the cave when you were smelting. So you and Sheldon are both level three now. You guys have to level up. So if you stand any chance, it's to level up. So so brief intermission, we're going to have to level up the characters of Sheldon and Poppy really quick, and then we're going to go back to the werewolf fight. BRB. All right, we are back, and we just leveled up our characters because we desperately needed to do that. I think you guys were pretty overdone for that. Uh, Sheldon, <clears throat> for a quick level up analysis, is the, he's a level three, he's an assassin art type. So now Sheldon just remembered he gets a 1d6 extra damage if he has advantage on enemies. <laughs> so that's something he's going to be using. Uh, Sheldon also has a bonus action as he may dash, disengage, or hide as a bonus action at the end of uh, an attack. And he's the assassin archetype, which means he gets advantage on attack rolls on anyone who hasn't taken a turn yet. In addition, any creature in addition, any creature he hits that is surprised is a critical hit. So he gets double damage. That's nice. Yep. He's pretty strong now, I think. He's, he's growing out of his little baby boy wings and turning into a big old fairy boy. His his uh, Guy Fury jacket got a little bit stronger flames. Oh, he filled it out a little bit more, too. <sighs> okay, tell me a uh, quick analysis of Poppy's level up. 
uh poppy's now a level three ranger which grants her an additional um nine points to her hp which is fucking awesome and much needed um and she has the ranger archetype of hunter with the feature of colossus slayer which is on a hit it's an additional 1d8 damage if the creature's hp is below maximum jeez that's pretty good it's fucking awesome that's a really good feat yeah thankfully and it, she also gets an additional spell, um, which I chose Zephyr Strike. <laughs> Zephyr Strike. Zephyr Strike allows Poppy to not have an opportunity of attack on her if she uses Zephyr Strike and movement. Um, it also allows her an advantage on an attack roll, and with that attack is an additional 1d8 damage mm. on a hit. So basically, Poppy can anime run really fast when she goes into Zephyr Strike. And on a hit, she can do an extra 1d8 of damage. Yes. <laughs> okay, exactly. good Exactly. So Poppy has learned how to anime run with her wings. Yes. <laughs> so she uses her wings to propel her forward as her anime arms go backwards. Exactly. They're moving at such a high speed that you don't even see her wings. You just see her yeah. anime running. Her arms that go up in anime run weight her down, but her wings bring her up, increasing her... So she's just like nimbly gliding over the surface yeah. of anything. Okay, so bringing it back as you guys enter through the moss with your newfound level ups, uh, you see two pairs of eyes staring at you through the darkness with low groan growls coming from the eyes. And Pig Pig is in shock. She refuses to go forward anymore, leaving you two to stand in front of Pig Pig, facing the werewolves as a pair. Roll initiative. Eight. Okay, so the order is going to go Sheldon, werewolf two, Poppy, werewolf one. Okay. There's two werewolves? Yes. Okay. There's two werewolves. But at least you're not going last. Oh, yeah. No, that's good. What about Pig Pig? Pig Pig is currently traumatized. Okay, that makes sense. So she is purely just freaked the fuck out. She has accepted that maybe death is coming to her now because these two horrible people, fairies, have dragged her back into her hellhole. Yes. Yes, we have. Sweet, innocent Pig Pig who has done nothing wrong to deserve this fate. <laughs> Poor sweet Pig Pig <laughs> who may never never return to Bellhaven. <laughs> okay, so... As you guys enter, Sheldon looks over at you and notices that the party is becoming endangered hardcore. Pig Pig stops and you two walking forward like two Spartan warriors about to face off into a tribe. And before you even notice, Sheldon grabs the sword and just bolts forward, wings first. And he is flying like crazy toward Werewolf 1 with the sword and he's going to roll his attack with advantage. Advantage needed. 19. Yep. Sheldon runs forward with a sword and brings his attack on Werewolf 1 with advantage. He rolled a 19, so he's definitely going to hit. It's going to be 1d6 with an extra 1d6 because he has advantage. So Sheldon rolls two 1d6s. <laughs> Five. Nice. And a two plus his dexterity, which is a six. That's 14 points of damage. As Sheldon runs forward, the werewolf has no idea what's coming at him. It's pitch black. Sheldon runs forward, wings first flies through the air with his wings and just stabs the werewolf directly in the heart 
and the werewolf not expecting silver is like as Sheldon just flies and plunges forward nine feet up and just sticks the fairy in the chest his legs are standing on the fairy's chest and he pushes off and lands back onto the dirt it is now werewolf's two turn I'm gonna do a d4 to see who he wants to attack okay one and two Sheldon three and four Poppy he's going after Poppy so werewolf two is gonna lunge forward at Poppy he has a multi-attack. <laughs> <laughs> they both have multi-attacks. Yay! This is going to be a scary one. This is going to be fun. He got a five plus four, which is a nine, which does not beat your armor class. So he lunges forward with a bite and completely misses as your dexterity. And then a nine plus four, 13. How do you dodge the werewolf as he goes to bite you and then goes to claw you? I do like a quick swish to the left and a swish to the right. <laughs> and he's, as his claw swipes by your, your neck, barely missing your jugular by an inch. It is now Poppy's turn. And as he lunges for that second attack, um, I will uh, sprint across the glade about uh, 30 feet away. And... um aim my short bow at the back of this creature and shoot my short bow. So all this is happening in a... Sh- you know how it's 15 seconds of time that goes by? As you see Sheldon jump off of the werewolf's chest, he's like, you fucking werewolf. And he stabs into it as the werewolf goes, and he jumps off. And almost simultaneously, the other werewolf is clawing at you. And as that's happening, you run past him with your bow, turn to shoot. What do you do? You shoot your bow? Yeah, shoot him right in the neck. Okay, roll your attack. Oh, oh, fucking that one. Roll another d20, and if you get a below a 10, something bad's going to happen. 13. Okay, your arrow shoots wildly into the air and goes way too close to Pig Pig than you would have expected. And you uh-huh. hear Pig Pig go... Uh-huh. As the, as froth is dripping by. Actually, you, your arrow flies through and hits Froth. As it drops off the ground. And Big Big looks even more terrified looking at you like, Mama. Bitches. Why, why you hurt me, Mama? <laughs> it is now stop. Werewolf One's turn. I can't believe you rolled that Yeah, long. what a waste. You've been rolling bad this game. I've been rolling very bad. Okay, Werewolf One is going to roll a d4 to see who they attack as well. One and two Sheldon. He rolled a two, so he's going after Sheldon, which makes sense because Sheldon just plunged a silver sword into his chest. He rolled an 11 plus 4. That's a 15. That does not beat Sheldon's insane armor class of 18. He's going to roll again. (laughs) 10. So you guys are just dodging these werewolves as Sheldon plunges it into his chest and jumps down. The werewolf swings its claw and barely misses Sheldon and then swings it again, going straight down. And Sheldon does the matrix backbend as the claw goes right by his crotch and hits the ground. It is now Sheldon's turn. He's going to attack that same werewolf. He rolled a 19 again. Jesus. (laughs) Now Sheldon's on fire. Uh, So now he rolls a 1d6. And because this werewolf is right next to another werewolf, he gets two 1d6s again. That's a 4. 2. That's 12 points of damage. Jeez. (laughs) So the werewolf goes to claw Sheldon as he lands back on the ground. (laughs) And then Sheldon barely misses. And as the claw goes by his crotch, Sheldon takes his sword and just swipes the werewolf's claw and just cuts 
a giant chunk into the werewolf's arm as it goes to reach after Sheldon's crotch and just takes a massive chunk off of the werewolf's claw, uh, off of his wrist. And just werewolf blood goes everywhere. And as the blood shoots off the werewolf's wrist, it simmers into the sky as the silver disintegrates it. It is now werewolf's two turn. Werewolf two is going to go straight after Poppy. This is a, a dual fight now. Okay. 17 on the first hit. So That were- hits. Werewolf is going to swing his claw and attempt to claw you in the chest. The werewolf does eight points of damage as its claw slings down and just scrapes across your chest, ripping your shirt off a little bit. He's going to attack again with a bite. That's a nine plus four. He does not hit on the second. So he claws your chest, and as you take a claw to the chest, he goes to chomp down on your neck with his claw, with his jaws, and you avoid it. And I duck forward as I cringe in pain of the slash across my chest and he just nips at the bare air in front of him. So I will, again, sprint with my wings, fly fly 30 feet to the left, hold out my bow, and shoot the werewolf in his kneecap. Roll your attack on werewolf 2. 20. Uh, non-natural, you definitely hit. Yep. Do your damage. Um, D4. Is there anything you say to Sheldon as you're shooting him? As Sheldon is, like, barely avoiding it, going, Oh, you fucking werewolf. Oh, you're gonna be the death of me. I swear it. Oh. He's mumbling stuff to himself as he's, Night shining armor in my ass. He, what? He just, he seems pissed at these werewolves. I don't know. <laughs> what do you roll your damage on? Oh, um... 10. 10 points of damage? 10 points of Damn, damage. That's pretty good. So your arrow flies into the air and stabs the werewolf directly in the kneecap. You hit target right on spot. But this werewolf's kneecap is so fucking thick that it went into the bone and the werewolf gives out a howl. And then his mouth jaw goes down and just snaps the arrow in half. Leaves the head implanted in the kneecap and just Jesus. rips it off. <laughs> and it looks back at you with a vengeance ready to murder your fucking esophagus. It's now Werewolf Watt's turn. <laughs> He's going to go to bite Sheldon. He rolled an eight. He misses. And a three. Okay, Jesus. So Sheldon's doing the dance of enemies as he does, where he's always on the verge of dying but never gets hit. So as the werewolf is biting and clawing at Sheldon, it catches onto his new sword and bites the sword. But Sheldon does like a... a pirouette around him and just kind of does a spin to get the sword out of its mouth. He took dance classes. He took dance classes. (laughs) It's Sheldon's turn now. As the werewolf is biting Sheldon's sword, the sword is in the the werewolf's mouth. He's going to roll to attack it. Seven plus uh, six. That hits. He gets a 1d6 because there's an enemy nearby. (laughs) So he rolls two 1d6s again. This werewolf has Sheldon's sword in his mouth. (laughs) And he rolls 15 points of damage. Wow. As this werewolf is biting down on Sheldon's sword, he gives it a push forward with his wings and his feet and just gets it straight into its mouth and gives it the joker cut and digs into its jaw. (laughs) And this werewolf is looking mighty fucked up at this point he the the blood of it again 
just squirts out the sides of the werewolf's face as he cuts both his cheeks and blood disintegrates into the air as if magical silver and blood just burn it off. It's now werewolf's two turn. He's going to attack Poppy. He rolled a five. <laughs> These werewolves are rolling horribly. Yeah, they are. And a three. So how do you avoid the werewolf as it claws and bites you or block it? What do you do? The first one, the werewolf trips over a root <laughs> that is underfoot. And his face lands in a mud puddle. <laughs> and then his eyeballs are just filled with mud now. And he's trying to scratch him, clear them out, but his nails are out. So he can't really clear his eyeballs out. And he goes to strike anyway, but he misses because he can't see. So when he was looking at you with a vengeance, he was looking at you so in depth that that's how he tripped over the root. And he fell right into the mud puddle. But the whole time... When he fell into the mud puddle, he kept full eye contact with you, looking at you menacingly. <laughs> Through the mud. <laughs> Through the mud. He's mud-proof vision. It's now your turn. Alrighty. I will st- stay within range of my short bow and shoot an arrow at his left eye, the eye that keeps twitching with the vengeance that he craves to take out on me. <laughs> okay. 10 plus 9, 19. Jesus Christ. Yes, you definitely hit. Okay. Roll your damage. 3 plus 5, 8, 10. You rolled 10 again. Yep. And my archetype comes into play now. Okay. On a hit, I get an additional 1d8 damage if HP is below its maximum. Okay. So as a hunter... You, you're exploiting some kind of weakness of a, a fiendish animal that you've seen before. I know that werewolves, um, when cut with silver, um, get quicker silver poisoning when done on the left side of their body because it is closer to their heart. Ah, okay. And I will remind you, you did 10 arrows and this is your third arrow. It is my third arrow. Okay. All right. Four. Damn. So 14 total damage. Total? You've done 24 damage total on this guy so far. As your arrow flies through the air, you hit this thing directly into the eyeball, but it slides into the side of the socket and doesn't crunch the eyeball, but kind of slides in. Like, it's so fucking big, and your arrows are so small in the comparison that it's, uh, you basically gave him a small lobotomy that just hit the skull and not the uh, the brain. It's like a toothpick going into an onion. Yes, thank you. Uh, it is now Werewolf One's turn. Seven plus four. That doesn't hit. Seventeen plus four on Sheldon. He's going to do his first attack on Sheldon. So he's going to come down with his claws on Sheldon, who is doing the dance of enemies with this guy as sheldon gives it the joker cut this werewolf gets pissed as fuck its jaw opens up wider now with (laughs) with like meat shredding as it opens up his jaw and does six points of damage as it chomps down onto sheldon's shoulder and just rips him left and right like a pit bull and just shreds meat on sheldon you hear sheldon like and it just digs into his meat Blood is dripping from his shoulder, and he's panicking. It's now Sheldon's turn. How is Sheldon looking? He looks beaten down, but not death's door by any chance. Okay. He looks beaten down, though. He looks like he wasn't expecting to get this fucked up. All right. So as this 
werewolf is ripping into his shoulder, he rolled just enough to break his armor class. And he's going to take his sword out and stab the werewolf in the head as it's biting down on his shoulder to get it off his shoulder. And of course, he gets to roll 2d, 1d6s. <laughs> he just rolled 18 points of damage. Oh, wow. He rolled maximum as much as he could. That's very impressive. So as the werewolf chomps down and rips left and right on Sheldon's shoulder, you see this petite fairy boy just getting smacked left and right in the air as this werewolf has literally picked him up and just throwing him. <laughs> and Sheldon's like, ah, ah, and he stops and sees that the werewolf looked at you in a split second. And he took that advantage as he momentum threw him to the right. He pulled his newfound silver sword out. His newfound silver sword out, which I forgot had plus two damage. And as he whips him back to the left, his shoulder, still stuck in the werewolf's mouth, with the momentum of the swinging, comes straight into the werewolf's skull. And the werewolf stops, drops to his knees, and drops Sheldon. And right before the werewolf releases its jaw from Sheldon's shoulder, he says... See you in hell, you dirty dog. <laughs> and Sheldon just finished off the werewolf. And as it drops to the floor, it morphs into a sexy, chisel-chested man with long brown hair and a newfound Joker scar on his mouth. Werewolf 1 is dead. It is now Sheldon, uh, Werewolf's 2 turn, who is attacking you. He rolled a 17. That hits. That hits. Uh-huh. Alright, he's gonna bite you with one D eight. That would be seven points of damage as he bites down into your shoulder now, trying to do the same thing as the last one did, and just chomps down into the meat, but does more of a piercing effect. He's gonna roll his attack again. Fifteen? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, so you managed to break free from its shoulder bite, unlike Sheldon, and it is now Poppy's turn. Okay. So he does two bites. It's like a double bite attack. Yeah. Okay. And on the second bite, he missed and rolled with his werewolf shoulder when he missed you trying to get you. And he sees his werewolf comrade dead and goes really loud. And as he's looking at his fallen comrade crying his little doggy heart out, I notch another arrow and aim for the back of his head. Okay. I lean down and I whisper to my bow. Oh boy. Ancestors protect me. And then out of the bow you hear May they protect you as you release your arrow with a magical ancestral force. That was a fifteen. Okay, so you'll hit, but now roll to see if you can get a crit. Oops. That would be a five, so no. No. Okay. That's okay, all right. You hit, so roll your damage. 10. Okay. Plus an additional 1d8. 7. 17 points of damage. Holy shit. Your arrow plunges into the back of this thing's head, and it's like its head just like kind of tilts downward and then slowly comes up and then turns its head and looks at you and goes, <laughs> and just starts running at you full pace. It's Sheldon's turn now. And Sheldon. Seeing the werewolf coming at you, again, sees an attack of opportunity on this thing. Is going to run after this thing before it attacks his fair maiden. I wouldn't say it's his fair maiden. 
Sheldon roll a two. <laughs> <laughs> so he looks at the werewolf running at you and says, Bobby, I will let no harm befall the one I love the most. And as he starts to run at you, he trips up at the same roof the other one fell into <laughs> and hits the mud. His face, his face gets covered in mud and he slowly lifts his head up from the mud and does not release con- eye contact from the werewolf running at you. Eyes Thick, filled with mud. <laughs> he looks at this werewolf with a vengeance. <laughs> it is now your turn. No, it should be Werewolf Toot's turn. Oh, uh, well, yeah, you're right. Thank you. It is now Werewolf Two's turn. <laughs> Who is going to attack you? Because you just plunged an arrow in the back of its head. Yep. Ooh, fifteen plus four. Yes, hit. Okay, he's gonna bite you. Uh, you're pretty low in damage, aren't you? On health. I'm. I'm halfway down. He does seven points of damage on his bite. Now he's going to claw you, which is 2d4. Oh, and a three, so that's not going to hit. So he just goes to bite you again, and he's got really good fucking dexterity with his mouth and just rips onto your stomach this time. Like, grabs you by the stomach and starts to lift you, but you manage to pull free. But you get a, a bite mark. You get some teeth piercing into the side of your gut. Okay. So, if the DM will allow me. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. So, obviously, if I was just in his mouth, I probably can't get too far away quickly. So, can I do, like, <laughs> an, a- <laughs> an arrow, like, straight in the air <laughs> and kind of rainbow it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh Go for it, fuck it. All right, sweet. Nat 20? Okay. You get a plus D8 on this too? Yeah. What if I say I will double the D8 damage if you put all damage off until the end, until the beginning of your next turn? Wait, what do you mean? So, because your arrow is going so high in the air, Yeah. don't let the damage hit this turn, and I'll double the D8 damage. I'll let you roll two D8s on the next turn. Does that make sense? Yeah, but what if he moves out of the way? You're going to have a crit hit, which you haven't rolled your damage yet. No. Okay, let me think about this. I want to barter with you on this to make <laughs> it funny because your arrow is going high into the air. Yes. And I want it to still be able to hit. Like, your arrow is definitely going to hit. You marked the target. Yep. So you have a crit hit coming. Now, you can roll your D8 now, or you can roll two D8s and the critical damage with another possible attack on the next one. And I'll give you an extra D8 damage to roll. So it'd be a crit hit, two D8s. Yes, if you get to wait for it. And then if you And hit, an additional attack. And then if you get an additional... Yeah, you get your additional attack, and you get a normal D8 and a normal attack. You just get an extra D8 if you wait. How close is this for this this creature to going down? He looks He looks fucked up. He's got an arrow plunged into the back of his head, an arrow in his kneecap, and you shot him again, I believe. He looks pretty beat the fuck up. But what if Sheldon steals my kill? (laughs) That's what I'm worried about. But if your arrow does do the kill, it will be a highlight kill for the ages. Fine. (laughs) I'll allow it. So... Your arrow flies straight up into the air. And the werewolf continues to go after your gut. I'm still going to say you manage to break free of it. Because uh-huh. there's no holding. Mm-hmm. So it just bites you. And then when it goes to throw you, it kind of like 
uh, just loses its grip and you fly free with your wings. Mm-hmm. Sheldon sees this happening. It says, not by Poppy, not by fucking Poppy. And he's going to run after this werewolf with his sword. He's going to hit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to roll 2d6s. Two. It's funny because I know you don't want him to win this. <laughs> yes. He's going to roll 12 points of damage. You fucker. So Sheldon, with his eyes staring dead straight into the werewolf covered in mud, he says, not by Poppy. And he stands up and just lunges forward. And you're looking at this werewolf who just released you from your mouth. This werewolf has a straight eyes on you. And as you're watching it, you see a silver sword plunge through its back and out the other side. And then Sheldon pulls the sword back out. And the werewolf goes... <laughs> and then turns around at Sheldon and goes to bring his claw up as he is not dead yet. Surprising. It is now Poppy's turn. It's werewolf two's turn. Oh, you're right. Fuck, thank you. God, I'm an idiot. He's going to roll his attack on Sheldon. And he rolled a 18, so he is going to hit Sheldon. The werewolf turns around and just brings its jaws unhinged and chomps down on Sheldon's fucking arm as he's swinging at his... He goes to pull his his sword out of the werewolf's back. The werewolf comes down and starts gnawing on Sheldon's arm. And he goes again to claw Sheldon. And Sheldon screams because he's like... It's the werewolf's chomping on his arm that's pulling out of the werewolf's stomach. And as he goes to claw, he misses the, the little petite baby boy (laughs) it's now your turn and Sheldon is looking quite fucked up after getting his arm munched on Jesus okay um I am still floating in the air to where I was dropped from the wolf's mouth Mm -hmm. I notch another arrow into my bow and aim it at the center of his back where his heart would be roll your attack and you get to add if you hit, you hit. Yeah, 16. Okay. So now you get to roll your normal bow damage and three D8s. So you get a D8 that goes with this normal attack, and then you get the two D8s from the last one. Four. Okay. So do you want to crit that or keep it? Keep it. Okay. So now roll another one, and you get to crit this one. Three. The next one is three plus seven is 10. Okay, so that's 20 then on a crit. That's 20. Yeah. So that's 30. And then are you adding your plus point. 2 for the silver arrows? Yeah. Okay. And then I have 3d8s. So currently 31 points of damage. <laughs> 7. Okay. 1 7 15 plus 31. So that'd be 46, 46 points of damage. Okay, so... Do I kill him? You 100% kill this thing. (laughs) So as Sheldon pulls the sword out, the gnawing on the little petite fairy boy's arm stops because an arrow out of the mists of darkness (laughs) plunges straight into the top of this fucking werewolf's cranium and just disappears inside of his head simultaneously as one arrow that you just recently shot has 
three times the amount of force push you've ever seen in an arrow. Hits the thing also in the back of the head and just absolutely explodes the werewolf's head. The eyeballs go fucking flying and this werewolf's head is just disintegrated. And as the body falls to the ground, it morphs back into a female body of a beautiful, headless, large-breasted woman. And I follow through with the fall of my arrow, unlatching or picking out the arrow that is in her back and repeatedly stab her over and over and over again. Get off of Sheldon, you stupid bitch! And as the body falls to the ground with you stabbing it repeatedly, Sheldon's looking at the body and is like, Oh, wow. (laughs) (sighs) And you have defeated the two werewolves. (sighs) Sheldon? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I like dogs anymore. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think I've always been a kind of a cat guy, but this one really, really uh, put it in place for me. Why don't we uh, both turn into pig people and get the the hog out of here? (laughs) I'll stick my hand out and cop him on the shoulder. You know, buddy, I think you're right. And I'll use cure wounds Mm. and do, it's a 1d8 plus whatever the modifier is. Okay. I think eh, six points okay. as a warm fuzzy feeling slowly creeps through Sheldon's body starting where I clapped him on the shoulder as you touch him he says oh Poppy that feels really good what are you doing are you giving me like a back massage yeah yeah Sheldon I'm giving you a back massage oh okay he he kind of positions himself and to let you keep going <laughs> You know, my grandma Lily said that, um, no, that would make it t- sound too sexual. My grandma Lily said uh, it, it's nothing like a good little um, back massage to really keep you in the game. Ooh, well, I gotta say, uh, you give me this back massage, I could stay in the game all night. Well, I'm glad Pig Pig will have company. <laughs> what, what, what don't we have this back massage continued on the pig so we could, uh, Avoid the other two werewolves because there was two more <laughs> when I poked my head out there. And I, uh, as much as I love this back massage, I kind of want to get out of here. Let's get the fuck out of here. <gasps> okay. And you go over to Pig Pig, who looks a little bit more decent now okay. that the werewolves are gone Still- and kind of confident that you guys just murdered it. She looks a little bit more content. Okay. She looks drivable. And because you're a ranger, you can't get lost. So you know how to get back to the trail. Okay. So you guys get on Pig Pig? Get on Pig Pig. Toss her a good mushroom. She eats it. (laughs) Yep, yep, Pig Pig. And you guys haul dick through the shaded glade. Oh, how I miss the feeling of a running pig. You both get on Pig Pig and she runs full speed down the trail. As she runs through the shaded glade, your danger sense starts to come to an ease. Even though there was two more werewolves running about, you your danger sense tells you something is, is a little bit more calm now. 
You know in your heart this is now a relaxing ride. You look over at your party member Sheldon, who's wincing in fear of monsters in the dark with his hand on his blade, and Pig Pig with large pupils breathing heavy with froth discharging from her mouth. As you run through, bioluminescent mushrooms fly by, and before long, a light signifying the exit of the glade pierces into your eyes. As the light wall gets closer, Pig Pig abandons running and just dive slides like a baseball player <laughs> in a desperate attempt to get out of this fucking glade. Dust spews in the air as a cloud of meat flies through the glade at a million miles per hour, and you guys blow through the exit into a bright lighted area. And as your eyes adjust, you see fresh daylight. Thick green shrubbery once more, except plants are slightly more indigo than Bellhaven's nearby forests. A large dragonfly, bigger than you've ever seen, three foot long, flies by chasing small swarms of bugs. Water rushing fills your ears, and puddles rest about the land. The forest here is more open than Bellhaven's. As you look about, you can see small dirt mounds in the distance to your right. To your left is a small stagnant pond, and in front of you, the trail continues on. You see the infamous River of Fears. You see a wide, light-flowing river with crystal clear water and coral reefs falling into the depths of the river as far as your eyes can see to the right the river continues downland where the land slowly rises beyond the river into a steeper grade making a progressively steeper riverbank the path continues forward over a small cobblestone bridge but right before the bridge is a public directory that looks similar to what you'd see at like a sea world behind you you see the thick wall of vegetation that is the shaded glade and a, a giant tree wall of vegetation and you are now in a more swampy yet tropical feeling vibe that is the riverbank area and i know without a doubt that this is the river of fears yeah this is very clearly the river of fears there's a public directory near the river if you wanted to go read it okay we'll we'll trot pig pig up to the directory okay as you approach the directory getting close to the river you see in the river a coral reef The coral reef in the river is in the shallow parts of the water, and the river gets increasingly deeper toward the center. And it gets so deep, and the water is so clear, that the coral reef on the shallow end completely disappears out of eyesight into the center of the river because of the depth, and then reappears on the other side. So it's shallow, deep, shallow. And so you start to see the river, and as you approach the directory, you see a pod of pink-friendly dolphins chasing fish above the coral that start splashing about and making noise. I can't do a dolphin noise while trying. The four dolphins quickly catch some fish and start having fun and flopping into the air and throwing their meals and making splashes. One catches your eyes and gives you a flipper wave on the side of its belly and continues splashing in an attempt to impress you. So the dolphin, like, he even does that little tail thing where he's, like, flopping in the air halfway and he's, like, kind of, they're all just having fun and trying to get your attention. (laughs) They start swimming up near the shore, too, to try to, like, maybe get some pets, maybe. Sheldon! This place is beautiful. This is magical. This is Death Shuttles. I'm like, what the fuck? Why do they call it the River of Fears? I don't know. These dolphins seem fucking awesome. This place is incredible. Maybe there's more dangerous areas. This seems like, like paradise. Yeah, that's... That's what I'm saying. I'm damn near ready to just jump in, just like we did at that that little wood elf place. Uh, uh, e- e- on second thought, 
Uh, let's read the directi- directory. Maybe it'll give us more information. Yeah, okay, we could do that. And the dolphins are, like, still continuously splashing around and trying to get your attention. They sure are cute, though. You, you hear them go, <laughs> They're, like, dropping. One of them throws a fish near the land and, like, nudges it forward to get you to come over. Aww. So, as you approach the directory, the dolphins start to continue to louder and louder in an attempt to get you there because they're like impatient they want pets as you read the directory please enjoy this small section of the river fears we recommend you travel with a professional guide due to the high danger caused by animal attacks bandits wildlife of all kinds foliage venomous reptiles deadly plants poisonous fruits underwater currents river dragons and so much more Guideposts are intermittently located about the river. Knock on their door and politely request a tour for tangled pieces. If you so decide to venture the river, make sure to stop by the kelp spot. And it, you see a map of the river. And at the top of the river, it's a green marked area of kelp spot at the northernmost part. And it has a brief, a brief description that says, A beautiful spot for admiring the true natural foliage that builds on the river. A spot known for its unique habitat for otters, urchins, fish, and freshwater octopus. And then below that is the coral spot. The coral spot is a clear, crystal clear river area. And it says, this is where you are. A spot known for its seasonal vampire dolphins, freshwater starfish, and beautiful diving spot that held a historical treasure chest found by an infamous explorer, Jared Cole. And then below that, river hot springs. And it has a little heated sign on it. A spot naturally heated by underwater hot springs creates a magnet for above water and underwater creatures alike. But keep an eye out for the notorious giant lizards that prowl the area for prey. And then below that, wildlife refuge. A beautiful retreat for all the small animals on the river. The safest location by far. This segment is made natural shelters consisting of mangrove trees, logs, and thick brush. Making it a haven for small game. And then the last one, a steep mountain spot this spot is notorious for the most dangerous spot on the river countless people were lost here and our officials stopped patrolling the area after too many people went missing steer sheer cliffs hug the river here as the rapids gain speed but the few say only a true warrior dives off the cliff at the center of the highest bank peak Uh oh. <laughs> and that's the directory for the river of fears and the dolphins continue to where's the way out the way out. The way out. You can just take the cobblestone path and ignore the river itself. Oh, okay. And you can just bypass the river. This is an optional path if you want to explore it. Oh, I do. On the next episode of a D and D channel. <laughs> guys thanks for listening this is the uh, end of the channel here if you enjoyed this podcast please like share and uh, uh rate our podcast it helps push us up in the algorithm and don't forget to follow like subscribe whatever our instagram channel which is a dnd channel if you guys want free dice like us on instagram we have currently one picture of dice setting up that you can literally have for free all you have to do is submit character art that best matches the dice itself the person who submits the best character art to the dice will be the winner of the dice 
And then we're going to keep doing this until we can give away a million sets of dice because we like giving stuff away. <laughs> we hope you guys enjoyed the podcast and we'll see you next time, you dirty little bastards. And if you want to hear more about those vampiric dolphins like I do, listen to us next time on a D&D channel. That's right. Goodbye, you little bitches. <laughs>